Hi, welcome to Life is a Treasure podcast. I'm your hostess, Michelle Durant, and this is episode number 26. I'd like to take this time to do some reflection with you and to recap where we've been so far on this journey and just to respond to everyone who has listened and tell you with all of my heart how much your support means to me. This podcast would not even exist if it wouldn't be from you, for you listening. And I cherish and treasure every single person who listens from all over the world. I check on my Buzzsprout stats. I can see listener locations. And there are people literally listening from all over the world. And wherever you are right now, I just want to say thank you again so much for listening to this podcast, for your support, for your words of encouragement that you've sent me. I read every single word that you write. I read every comment and it just means the world to me. So wherever you are, I just send you so much blessing and love. So I'd like to just say that I am in awe that I'm recording episode number 26. And this episode is going to be quite different than the past. I've shared a little bit in and out about my story, my journey. I've barely like touched on it. And I really felt like this is the time that I want to come on and share my whole story. I want to be real. I want to be raw. I want to just open this episode up to my background, um, my story, where I've been, um, the journey that I went on for my healing, the transformation process, and then how that became my passion and compassion for others. And I'll share my mission and my vision for Tears to Treasures. And if you stay to the end, I have a free gift that I'm going to share with you. Um, So I just ask you to get comfortable wherever you are if you can. And also, before we get started, if you know of anyone who has an unplanned pregnancy, who has chosen abortion, who is maybe suffering or struggling silently, please, please share this episode with them. I know that it will help them. So I thank you for your help in getting the message out. And I'm ready to get started, and I hope you are as well. So my name is Michelle Durand, and I was born and raised in a small town in Louisiana. And I found myself in an unplanned pregnancy. I know this happens every day and there's nothing unusual about having an unplanned pregnancy, but I am in my 50s. So back then, it was something that wasn't openly discussed. Back then, it was very much a topic that would bring a lot of shame to yourself Um, perhaps to your family, and my circumstances were not the best to find myself in a pregnancy, to be honest with you, and I didn't know what to do. And so I reached out to some of my friends, and they encouraged me to have an abortion. 
I didn't know what that was back then. Again, this was many years ago, like 30 years ago at least. And I had no idea what abortion was. And nowadays, yes, there's more information and you can find out what that is. And there's so many more options. But back then it was very hush-hush. And so I decided that that was probably the best solution to my unplanned pregnancy. So going into it, I had no idea what it was, what it was going to do to me, how I was going to feel. I thought that I would feel better than I felt sitting in that situation of an unplanned pregnancy, no longer with the father of the baby because he chose to go elsewhere. And I felt alone. I felt scared. Um, I didn't want to be a single mom. I didn't want to be in the situation that I was in, basically. And I decided to go through with it. And I had an abortion. And I thought that I would just leave there and leave the memory and the experience there also. But that's not what happened. (laughs) I felt like not only did I leave my unborn baby there that was taken from my body, but I left a huge piece of my heart. And I left there with a gigantic hole in my heart. And I thought that maybe I could replace it someday with another baby. I didn't want to have another baby for a long time. I wanted children, but I was really scared. And I was scared that I would be punished for what I had done. I was afraid that if I, first of all, I thought I'd probably never be able to get pregnant. That would be my penalty, my punishment. Or I would have a baby and then something would happen to that child as a, like a get back to me, you know, like to get me back for what I had done. That's how much guilt and shame, well, guilt, that's how much guilt I had, okay? The shame then came because I didn't want anyone to know what I had done. So then I'm trying to cover up what I've done and I'm trying to live with it without anyone knowing what I did and that just compounded the shame and then I got very angry I got angry at the father of the baby I got angry at the people who shared that I should have an an abortion I got angry with the people at the abortion facility for not telling me how I was going to be afterwards and I let that anger turn into so much bitterness and hatred and I just didn't know what to do with all of this guilt and this shame and this anger and this unforgiveness. So I just carried it around. It got heavier and heavier. I just cried and I cried and that hole just got deeper and darker. Finally, years later, I was ready to get married, settle down and have children. And so I did that. I got married and I was so anxious to have a baby. I got pregnant, which I was, you know, again, fearful that I would not be able to get pregnant, but I got pregnant and I was due to have my baby in January. Well, as my fears were there in my mind, you know, I started having premature labor. I was required to have bed rest. I was not able to do anything towards the 
six, seven month period, I started dilating early and the whole goal was to keep the baby healthy, safe inside of my body. How ironic, you know, I went and voluntarily had a baby removed from my body and now I'm trying to keep a baby inside. So I dealt with that feeling and then I was scared again. You know, my reality was coming true. I thought I'd lose my child, my baby, like I feared for all those years. And so um, the premature labor continued and um, I went into the hospital about two times to have to have some uh, medicine drip inside of my through an IV to stop the contractions. I did that about two times. And then on Christmas Eve, um, I remember my family had all come over and we had Christmas Eve dinner and then they all left. And I started having contractions again. And again, I was due like January 18th. And so I started having contractions again and I waited all night. And then the next day, which was Christmas Day, I couldn't wait any longer, so I was like, I, we have to go to the hospital. So I went into the hospital thinking that, again, it was just the routine, you know. I would go in, and they would start the IV, and they'd get it under control, and then they'd let me go home to bed rest again. But when the nurse came back in on Christmas Day, I said, when am I going to get to go? And I was ready to go and have Christmas with my family. And she said, oh, no, honey, and you're not going anywhere. You're having a baby today. I was like, what? So all my family had to pack up their lunch and head over to the hospital <laughs> to wait and see my firstborn son, Austin Michael, be born. So, you know, as I looked back, I thought, how amazing is this that I had my firstborn child on Christmas Day? And I knew that people would say um, things like, Oh, because my birthday is December 13th, and I grew up hearing, oh, poor you, you only get one gift. So I knew that my son would hear that, especially being born December 25th. So I've always said, and I've always told him, no, you're so special, you share the same birthday as baby Jesus. And to me, that is such a treasure. The fact that I went through years and years of feeling like I never have a child, and then I get pregnant and I think I'm going to lose that child. And the fact that he was born on Christmas Day, like I couldn't ask for a better gift of redemption, of forgiveness, of love. And it just brought tears to my eyes to have that gift. And I am forever grateful for that because I do not ever take it for granted. I know that there are women out there and men who can never, ever have children because of their abortion. And if that's you, I just offer you my sorrow and my support. I see you. I feel you. I hear you. You are loved and you will always be a mother, even if your child's in heaven. So when my son was six months old... I then found out I was pregnant again, (laughs) and I couldn't imagine again. Oh, I have another baby. My son will only be 14 months old when she's born, 
and I was elated. I just was so thankful that I had a son and now I was carrying a daughter. I felt doubly blessed. I really did. And I had my little girl and um, she had complications immediately. Again, I did I did have premature labor again. I had to stay off of my feet. I had to work really hard to keep her safe in my womb. She was born early. She was not in ICU in NICU, but she was in ICU for a bit and then um she I had to room in with her for a week until she was able to be released to come home with us. And she was a she's a fighter. She's a strong girl and her name is Courtney, and she was my guest on episode number 24. And I highly recommend you listen to that episode, Courtney Sprawls. And so here I am, now a mother with a son and a daughter, but I'm still post-abortive. And I'm being a mother, and I'm raising these babies with the same fears that I had, that something would happen to them, Um. And then more guilt or more shame came because I didn't give life to my other baby. And so I really had to take a step back. And we had then moved to Indonesia where their father worked and um, started our life there. And what happened is I woke up in the middle of the night and I had some words come to me and they were all about my abortion and my baby that I had aborted. And I wrote them down. I stuck them in my diary in a drawer and I was like, okay, that's, that's good. I'm done with that. But (laughs) I wasn't, that was the beginning. I started feeling so much pulling that I needed to deal with the feelings. I needed to be a healed mother in order to raise my children the best that I could. I didn't want to raise them from the heart that I had, broken heart, and unhealed mind and emotions. So I started down this journey of learning how to um, relate to my guilt and my shame and how to forgive not only everyone else that I was holding grudge against, but for especially to forgive myself. It was not easy. It was not overnight. It took years. It was a journey of years. It was a deep transformation process that I was on. I didn't know back then as I went through this that I would then be leading other people through it. I just knew I was doing this for myself and for my family to be the best wife I could be and to be the best mother that I could be. So as I went through that process, and it commenced in 2000, I then was took a trip to Israel. Um, I went to Jerusalem, and it was a seven-day journey, and I went with friends, so I did not have my kids with me, and it was a time of more healing, deep, deep healing in my soul that I needed. And I remember, just like it was yesterday, standing in the Israel at the top of a mountaintop, looking across the whole world, the whole vast country of Israel, 
and feeling in my spirit? Will you tell others what I've done for you? Because I want to do that for them too. And my response was through tears and tears rolling down my face. Yes, I will. Yes, I will. Because I don't ever want anyone to suffer as long as I have. And that compassion just welled up inside of me. This love so strong for other women and men who have been through abortion. That birthed compassion. My passion became compassion. My shame was transformed into share. No longer feel ashamed, but start sharing your story, Michelle. And that's what I felt. And that's what I did. I started sharing my story anywhere someone would listen. And every time I had that opportunity to share my story, my testimony, at least one, many people would come, but at least one would say, Thank you so much for sharing. I also had an abortion and I need to heal too. And I would invite them to join me in a 12-week process program to take them from their guilt, their shame, their anger, their unforgiveness to learn how to replace that guilt with gratitude. To release that shame and begin to share to help others. And to forgive others and to forgive themselves. And that was the hardest thing. It's always the hardest is to forgive ourselves, To let ourselves off the hook. But we have to. We have to. We have to release ourselves from that hook in order to move on. I love to fish and I have a a picture in my mind when you go fishing and you hook a fish and then you take it off and you release it and you let it go and it swims away. That is the same thing. And as I share this story, my story, I just want you to know that I see you. I hear you. I know what you go through. I was you. I can tell you that I can never go back and redo what I've done. I cannot take back that abortion experience. I cannot bring my baby here. But I know with all my heart, that I will see my son in heaven one day. And that is the anchor, and that is the hope, and that is the inspiration I want to instill in you right now. You will see your baby again. You can forgive yourself. This is not an unforgivable sin. That is a lie. That is not the truth. The truth is every single sin is, to, is forgiven if you ask. 
and if you believe, and if you receive that forgiveness, that is up to you. That was up to me. I chose to not accept that for so many years. And I don't want that for anyone. I want you, if you're listening, to know that your baby has forgiven you. You can forgive yourself. I give you permission to let yourself off of your self-inflicted hook. Set yourself free. You can be forgiven and set free. You just have to ask and believe and receive it. You will always be a mother in your heart. My children did not fill that hole in my heart. They can't. That's not their job. What had to be done was that healing had to happen. And then my heart was able to be whole again. But the scar will always be there. And I'm not sad about it because I never want to forget my baby. I always want to remember him. And I did not know for sure if he was a boy or a girl. But I've had many, many dreams of a boy, a little boy. And in my spirit and my soul, I believe he was a boy. And I named him Joshua David. You have a right as a mother or a father to name your children. Even though they're not here, you still have the right to name them. Give them identity and honor and respect. And offer yourself dignity, honor, and respect because you are worth it and you deserve it. And as we approach Mother's Day, I know that this can be a very challenging and difficult time for many And I just want to share with you that in the next upcoming episodes for May, I'm going to focus on mothers and fathers. Perhaps there are fathers out there who have also been affected by abortion. And you will always be a mother. You will always be a father. And as Mother's Day is coming in May 10th, I'm going to have guests come and share their story, um, their healing processes from loss. And I invite you to subscribe, share, rate, and review so that we can help others hear the message of hope and redemption. I'm asking you to please do that to help us share this message. As a thank you gift, I would like to offer you a free 30-minute one-on-one session with me. And this would be your time to just share something maybe you've never shared with anyone in a safe space with me. And I will help you get on the right steps, the first step to take, help you come up with a plan for your healing process. Whatever it is, this would be for you. This is a gift, my gift to you, my time to offer you a one-on-one session to share whatever's on your heart, if you've been affected by abortion. So you can find the link in the show notes on my website, on my Facebook page. I will have the links to all of those. You're able to schedule an appointment with through my calendar link on those pages. And it would be my honor to hold that space for you 
to have a sacred, safe space to share your heart, to find hope, help, and healing. And that is my prayer for you all. I just would like to thank you for listening to this podcast and all of the episodes. We are on a journey together, and I could not be more honored to have you here. Thank you so much for sharing, subscribing, rating, reviewing. Reach out to me. I'd love to hear your feedback. I'd love to hear your story. I would love to have you as a guest on my podcast, if that's something you're interested in. And I would love for you to tag me on Instagram. Hashtag life is a treasure podcast. And you can find more information about my story and the work I do at tears to treasures.com. And again, I will have that link in the show notes. Until next time, peace, love, and joy. Thank you for listening to Life is a Treasure podcast. I'm Michelle Durant, and I'd like to personally invite you to join us and continue the conversation in our free Facebook group, Life is a Treasure podcast. The link will be in the show notes at lifeisatreasure.com. You can also find my social media links on the website as well. Please reach out to me and introduce yourself. I'd love to hear where you're listening from and what your biggest takeaways have been. And as we begin to share our secrets, our stories, and our struggles, we find that others can have the courage to start sharing theirs. And this is how the healing process begins. So please help us spread the hope and the healing to others by subscribing, reviewing, and sharing this podcast. And make sure to tag me on Instagram at Michelle Marie with two E's, Durand, D-U-R-A-N-D, with hashtag Life is a Treasure podcast for a chance to get a shout out on the show. And also visit lifeisatreasure.com for all the resources and freebies mentioned. We believe that everyone is equal and worthy of healing and unconditional love. And we promise that if you invest your time and energy to do the inner work, you too can transform yourself and create a life that is a treasure. So you can live authentically, love unconditionally, and laugh wholeheartedly. And until next week, peace, love, and joy.